0: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, CNN podcast fans. This is David Axelrod, inviting you to listen to my podcast, The Axe Files, I go beyond the sound bites in revealing conversations with the most interesting players in politics. Look for it at CNN.com slash podcast and on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite app.
1: Center in Flint, Michigan, for a special CNN Democratic presidential debate. I'm Anderson Cooper. I want to welcome our viewers in the United States and around the world. Tonight's debate will be seen on CNN, CNN International, CNN en Español, by American soldiers, sailors, and airmen on the American Forces Network and nationwide on the West 1-1 Radio Network. And now we want to welcome the Democratic candidates for President of the United States. Please welcome Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont. Please welcome former Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, the Democratic candidates for President of the United States. Before we begin tonight, we want to take a moment to remember former First Lady, Nancy Reagan. As you probably know, she passed away this morning at the age of 94. Her grace and elegance in the White House, her deep love for President Reagan, and her strength and advocacy in the fight against Alzheimer's and drug abuse will always be remembered. We'd like to pause for a moment of silence in honor of Mrs. Reagan. And now, will you please rise for our national anthem, performed by the Flint Citywide Choir, conducted by Darnell Ishmael. Our thanks to the First Citywide Choir. Candidates, please take your positions behind the podium. Before we begin, as the candidates take their positions, I just want to set out some ground rules. As moderators, I'll ask questions, I'll ask follow-ups and guide the discussion. The candidates will have one minute and 15 seconds to answer questions. They'll have 30 seconds for follow-ups. CNN's Don Lemon will join me in the questioning as will members of our audience here tonight. The members of our audience are Democrats and independents from Flint and elsewhere in Michigan we reviewed their question just so they don't overlap. Now, we've come to Flint because this is a city in crisis, a city where, as you probably know, the tap water is toxic. Public servants, public institutions, not only failed to prevent the crisis, their decisions created this crisis. The state of Michigan, in an effort to save money, switched Flint's water source to a cheaper but riskier alternative, the Flint River. Safeguards were ignored. That river water, water corroded residential and for nearly two years lead leaked into the water used in people's homes. Now for much of that time the state downplayed the danger even in the face of growing complaints and physical evidence. For a hundred days the federal government knew about it and yet in all that time nobody told the people of Flint. They bathed in the water, they drank it and so did their kids. Even today lead is still present in some of the water. Tonight, the Democratic candidates are here to answer questions about what they would do for Flint, as well as about other issues facing the country right now. Each candidate has one minute for an opening statement. Senator Sanders is first. We begin with him. Senator Sanders.
2: Anderson, thank you very much. Over the last several weeks, I have been a resident of Flint, had a town meeting in Flint, and I have to tell you, What I heard and what I saw literally shattered me, and it was beyond belief that children in Flint, Michigan, in the United States of America in the year 2016 are being poisoned. That is clearly not what this country should be about. As Anderson indicated, there's a lot of blame to go around, and one of the points that I have made is I believe the governor of this state should understand that his dereliction of duty was irresponsible. He should resign. (laughs) But more importantly, what is happening in Flint to a lesser degree is happening throughout this country. In recent years we have seen a proliferation of millionaires and billionaires, an increase in income and wealth inequality, and all over this country, middle-class families are struggling, cities and towns are struggling in order to provide basic services. Among many other things, we need to rebuild our crumbling infrastructure, our water systems, our wastewater plants, our roads and our bridges the wealthiest country in the history of the world has got to get its priorities right, take care of the people, no more tax breaks for billionaires. Thank you, Senator.
3: Secretary Clinton. Well, I'll start by saying amen to that. We are here in Flint. I'm very grateful that my request that we hold this debate be held here so we can continue to shine a very bright spotlight on what has happened in this city. I agree the governor should resign or be recalled and we should support the efforts of citizens attempting to achieve that. But that is not enough. We have to focus on what must be done to help the people of Flint. I support hundred percent the efforts by your senators and members of Congress to get the money from the federal government in order to begin the work that must occur to fix the infrastructure. The state should also be sending money immediately to help this city. I know the state of Michigan has a rainy day fund for emergencies. What is more important than the health and well-being of the people, particularly children? It is raining lead in Flint. And the state is derelict in not coming forward with the money that is required.
1: Secretary Clinton.
3: And we'll get to what we need to do to help the children and the people when I have a little more time, because that's just as important as fixing the pipes.
1: We're gonna have a lot of time for that. We wanna to begin tonight with the people of Flint themselves. This is Mickey Wade. She's a public housing program manager and the mother of two kids. She says she's currently undecided and has a question that both of you will be able to, uh, to weigh in on. Ms. Wade.
3: The water has impacted our lives in such a way that living comfortably in our home isn't the same anymore the constant drives to pick up water, just so my children can wash their hair, to wash our fruits and vegetables, and to brush our teeth is incredibly difficult. Once the pipes are replaced, I'm not for sure if I will be comfortable ever drinking the water. If elected president, what course will you take to regain my trust in the government?
1: Secretary Clinton, we'll begin with you.
3: Well, Nikki, it's a very fair question because your government at all levels have let you and your children and the people of Flint down. So I think there are several things. All the repair work that is being done and Mayor Weaver announced a program that uh, we uh, support uh, to begin to help train people in Flint to be able to do some of this work, to distribute the water. Everything that is done has to be triple-checked to regain your trust and to hold those who are responsible for fixing the pipes and delivering the clean water, which as you said, you bathe in it, you drink it, you wash food in it, you do everything with it. Every one of us should have to just run through in our minds how we use water every single day to understand the pressures and the real pain that families are going through. So I will make sure as president that I double and triple check. I will work with elected officials who I trust, like your mayor, like your senators, like your member of Congress so that we can assure you that when it's fixed, you can trust it. You deserve nothing less.
1: Secretary Clinton, let me follow up with you on that. The people here, they still can't drink the water in their own homes, as you well know. They can't bathe their kids in the water here, and they are desperate for accountability and specifics. As president, can you give any specific about what you could do if you were president right now that would make Ms. Wade's life better, and life better for people here.
3: Well, I support what President Obama is doing. Uh, He called for and got accountability from officials at the EPA who should have done more to make sure the state was doing its job. He has expanded Medicaid to begin the process of helping kids, particularly, get the health care they need. He's also ordered that there be a Head Start program. I support that. When it comes to the water itself, we are supporting a program that Mayor Weaver announced today, Flint Water Works, to actually pay people in Flint, not outsiders, people here, to deliver the water while we're fixing the pipes. And I would do even more of that. As president, You know what we were able to put together was a beginning. As president, I would concentrate resources on this city for economic development, for more jobs, as we fix the water and provide the health and education interventions that children need.
1: Senator Sanders, for Ms. Wade, specific. What is going on is a
2: disgrace beyond belief. As President of the United States, this is what I would do. Is if local government does not have the resources, if state government, for whatever reason, refuses to act, Children in America should not be poisoned. Federal government comes in, federal government acts. What is absolutely incredible to me is that water rates have soared in Flint. You are paying three times more for poison water that I'm paying in Burlington, Vermont, for clean water. First thing you do is you say people are not paying a water bill for poison water. <laughs> and that is retroactive. Second of all, to ease anxiety. CDC has got to come in here and examine every child and adult in this community in terms of the amount of lead they may have. Thirdly, in the wealthiest country in the history of the world, we have got to rebuild our crumbling infrastructure, our water systems. I've got a bill for a trillion dollars, creates 13 million jobs, rebuilding Flint, Michigan, and communities all over this country. Thank you, Senator.
1: We're going to have more on infrastructure shortly, but I want to follow up with you. This crisis in Flint, as you know, as everybody in this room knows, was created by the government. Your policies are about expanding government. Why should people from Flint trust that more government is the answer? Well, that's a good point, Anderson. I suppose they can trust
2: uh, the corporations who have destroyed Flint by a disastrous trade policy, which have allowed them to shut down plants in Flint and move to China and Mexico. We could trust them, I'm sure. Or maybe, you know, maybe Anderson, tell you what, we should, maybe we should let Wall Street come in and run the city of Flint. Because we know their honesty and integrity has done so much for the American people. Look, we live in a democracy. And I'm not in the last person to deny The government is failing in many respects. But at the end of the day, I will trust the people to create a government that works for them rather than Wall
1: Street or corporate America. Secretary Clinton, Clinton, you've now both called for the governor to resign. I believe that's, that's new for you. Previously, you had not called for that, but you're calling for that tonight. It's easy to blame the Republican governor, Rick Snyder. But the federal government also dropped the ball here. According to Section 1414 of the Safe Drinking Water Act, the EPA has to step in and take action when a state is informed about water problems and doesn't do anything for 30 days, as the state here didn't do. The EPA knew for months and months, never warned the people of Flint not to drink the water. As president, would you fire the head of the EPA?
3: Well, I think that the people here in the region who knew about this and failed to follow what you just said rightly, the law required, have been uh, eliminated from the EPA. So for one person has resigned. Well, I don't know how high it goes. I would certainly be launching an investigation. I think there is one. Uh, I was told that uh, some of the higher-ups were pushing to get changes that were not happening. So I would have a full investigation, determine who knew what when, and yes, people should be fired. How far up it went, I don't know. But as far as it goes, they should be relieved because they failed this city. But let me just add this, Anderson. This is not the only place where this kind of action is needed. We have a lot of communities right now in our country where the level of toxins in the water, including lead, are way above what anybody should tolerate. We have a higher rate of tested lead in people in Cleveland than in Flint. So I'm not satisfied with just doing everything we must do for Flint. I want to tackle this problem across the board. And if people know about it and they're not acting and they're in the government at any level, they should be forced to Senator
1: Sanders, would a President Sanders fire the head of the EPA?
2: President Sanders would fire anybody who knew about what was happening and did not act appropriately. And President Sanders would make the point that how does it happen in the wealthiest country in the history of the world? What are our priorities when among others Republicans today are fighting for hundreds of billions of dollars in tax breaks for the wealthiest people. How did we have so much money available to go to war in Iraq and spend trillions of dollars but somehow not have enough money, not just for Flint. secretary is right. There are communities all over this country. It's not just infrastructure. It is education. Detroit's public school system thank is you, collapsing. Thank you, Senator. Anderson, the bottom line is, and what my campaign is, is changing our national priorities. We need a government that works for all
1: of us, thank you, not sir. just wealthy campaign contributors. I want to go to Leanne Walters. This is Leanne Walters. She was one of the first people to report problems with the water in Flint, one of her twin boys stopped growing her daughter lost her hair she says she's undecided and has a question for both of you to answer but we'll start with senator sanders Ms. walters
3: after my family the city of flint and the children in dc were poisoned by lead, will you make a personal promise to me right now that as president in your first hundred days in office you will make it a requirement that all public water systems must remove all lead service lines throughout the entire United States and notification made to the the citizens that have set service lines.
2: I will make a personal promise to you that the EPA and the EPA director that I appoint will make sure that every water system in the United States of America is tested and that the people of those communities know the quality of the water that they are drinking and that we are going to have a plan to rebuild water systems in this country that are unsafe
1: for drinking. Let me just point out, for accuracy's sake, there are 10 million lead service pipes delivering water to people all across this country tonight. Secretary Clinton?
3: Well, I agree completely. I want to go further, though. I want us to have an absolute commitment to getting rid of lead wherever it is, because it's not only in water systems, it's also in soil, and it's in lead paint that is found mostly... In older homes. That's why 500,000 children today have lead, lead in their bodies. So I want to do exactly what you said. We will commit to a priority to change the water systems and we will commit within five years to remove lead from everywhere. We were making progress on this in the 1990s. I worked with then Senator Obama to get more money, more support to do more to remove lead. Thank you. That has unfortunately been in many ways <clears throat> moved to a lower priority. I will elevate it and I will do everything I can. Water, soil, and paint. Thank We're you. We're going to get rid of it. Thank you,
1: Secretary. I want to go to my colleague Don Lennon. Anderson, thank you very much. Secretary Clinton, tonight you call for the resignation or for Governor Schneider to be recalled. There are residents of this city who want to see criminal charges brought against those who are responsible. Do you think people should go to jail?
3: Well, that's going to be up to the legal system, Don. I mean, I can't standing here. I don't have all the facts, but people should be held accountable wherever that leads. If it leads to resignation or recall, if you're in political office, if it leads to civil uh, penalties, if it leads to criminal responsibility, there has to be an absolute accountability. And I will support whatever the outcome of those investigations are.
2: Senator Sanders, do you think people should go to jail? Well, I agree. You know, we can't sit up here. I can't sit up here and make judgment of whether or not somebody committed a criminal act. But I will tell you this, that after an investigation, if people, in fact, were found to have committed a criminal act, I talked to a mother. Imagine this for a second. A mother who had a bright, Seven-year-old gregarious girl doing well in school. Two years later, that child is now in special education. Intellectual capabilities significantly deteriorated. That is a crime against that child and the people of Flint. And clearly, people are going to have to be held accountable.
1: Thank you, Senator. Thank you, Secretary. I want to turn now to Brent Nichols, the editor of the Flint Journal. He's our local partner in this debate, and he has our next question.
2: Bryn? Secretary Clinton, it took this water crisis for politicians like yourselves to notice we are in a city in trouble. You've only both recently started talking about Flint, holding campaign events here in just the past few weeks. Secretary Clinton, you've even made the crisis the centerpiece of a new campaign ad. Why should the people of Flint believe that you aren't just using this crisis to score political points?
3: Well, I think because throughout my my public career, I have been evening the odds for people in every way that I could. I started out with the Children's Defense Fund, I worked throughout my time uh, as a young lawyer, uh, as a a person, an activist, uh, certainly in Arkansas, then in uh, the White House, to try to fix problems wherever I saw them. And this problem is one that is particularly um, outrageous and painful at the same time. So when I heard about it, I immediately sent people here to find out what was going on. It was almost unbelievable. We have this problem in other places, but we don't say that it was actually caused by decisions made by public officials in positions of authority as this one was. Then when I talked to the mayor, I basically said, what can I do to help? Then when I came here and I met with some of the mothers and met their children and heard their stories, I'm just determined to do whatever I can. So I have put together resources from the private and philanthropic communities to help provide a bridge, because you've got to get the federal money, you've got to get the state money, but I'm going to do everything I can, and I will be with Flint all the way through this crisis in whatever capacity I am. And if I'm president, it will always be a priority for action from me. Green
1: has a follow-up.
2: Senator Sanders, what about you? Your first visit to Flint as a presidential candidate was just over a week ago. That's almost five months after the people here were told to stop drinking the water. What took you so long? Well, first of all, it's not quite accurate. I was here long ago, uh, before that. And I'll tell you what I did. What I did is meet very quietly in Detroit with parents and others who were impacted by this disaster. And the second thing that I did is hold a town meeting which was as non-political as I could make it, for hundreds of people to tell me and the world through the media exactly what was happening here in Flint. I think the fear and the legitimate fear of the people of Flint is that at a certain point, the TV, cameras and CNN is going to disappear. And then then people are going to be left struggling in order to live in a safe and healthy community. All I can say is if you check my record, going back a long time, I have stood with those who are hurting, I have stood with those who have no money, and I have taken on virtually every powerful special interest in the United States of America. That's my record.
1: I'm proud of it. Thank you, Senator. This city city is also facing a jobs crisis. 75% of Flint's manufacturing jobs have been lost in the last 25 years. In about the same amount of time, Michigan has lost 230,000 manufacturing jobs. I want to go to Tanisha Martin. She grew up here in Flint, but she now works in Detroit at the Shinola Watch Factory, which, as you know, is often held up as the blueprint for how to save American industry jobs. She says she's leaning towards Secretary Clinton, and she has a question for her.
2: A lot of members of my family worked in the auto industry here in Flint. That's ultimately what I wanted to do once I got out of school, but unfortunately, I was unable to get any one of the big three. And that's why I now reside at Shinola. If you're elected president, what are you going to do to
3: convince factories to keep the jobs here in the United States instead of sending them overseas to other countries? I'm I'm going to do what I think will work, which is both carrots and sticks. And let me talk about the carrots. We're going to have a very clear set of proposals and incentives for manufacturing so that we change the way that companies think about making investments again in America. I have a comprehensive uh, manufacturing plan that I will be implementing. We're also going to invest more in infrastructure. As we both have said, it's woefully under-resourced that will put a lot of people to work. I want to do more to help small businesses. They are the source of two-thirds of our jobs. We've got to help them start and grow, particularly minority and women-owned small businesses. We need to do more to help create clean energy as a source of good jobs. But I'm also going to go after companies. You know, when a company decides to leave, like Nabisco is leaving, and they've gotten tax benefits from Chicago and Illinois to stay there, I'm going to claw back those benefits. They're going to have to pay them back if they're leaving a place that actually invested in them. I'm also going to go after companies like Johnson Controls in Wisconsin. They came and got part of the bailout because they were an auto parts supplier. Now they want to move some of their headquarters to Europe. They're going to have to pay an exit fee. Thank we're you. going to stop this kind of job exporting and we're going to start importing and growing jobs again Senator, in our country. Senator,
1: Senator Sanders, well, uh, I, 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 I'll, let you, I'll let question.
2: you. Yeah. I am very uh, glad, Anderson, that Secretary Clinton has discovered religion on this issue, but it's a little bit too late. Secretary Clinton supported virtually every one of these disastrous trade agreements written by corporate America. NAFTA, NAFTA, supported by the secretary, cost us 800,000 jobs nationwide, tens of thousands of jobs in the Midwest, permanent normal trade relations with China, cost us millions of jobs. Look, I was on a picket line in the early 1990s against NAFTA because you didn't need a PhD in economics to understand that American workers should not be forced to compete against people in Mexico making 25 cents an hour. And the reason that I was one of the first, not one of the last, to be in opposition to the TPP is that American workers should not be forced to compete against people in Vietnam today making a minimum wage of 65 cents an hour. Look, what we have got to do is tell corporate America that they cannot continue to shut down. We've lost 60,000 factories since 2001. They're going to start having to, if I'm president, Invest in this country, not in China, not in Mexico.
1: Clinton.)
3: Well, well, I'll tell you something else that Senator Sanders was against. He was against the auto bailout. In January of 2009, President-elect Obama asked everybody in the Congress to vote for the bailout. The money was there and had to be released in order to save the American auto industry and four million jobs, and to begin the restructuring. We just had the best year that the auto industry has had in a long time. I voted to save the auto industry. He voted against the money that ended up saving the auto industry. I think that is a pretty big difference.
2: Well, I if you are talking about the Wall Street bailout where some of your friends destroyed this economy you know, you, excuse me, I'm talking. Let him spread.
3: If you're gonna talk, tell the whole story, well, Senator let Sanders. me tell
2: my story, you tell yours. I will. Your story is for voting for every disastrous trade agreement and voting for corporate America. Did I vote against the Wall Street bailout? When billionaires on Wall Street destroyed this economy, they went to Congress and they said, oh, please, we'll be good boys. Bail us out. You know what I said? I said, let the billionaires themselves bail out Wall Street. Shouldn't be the middle class of this country. Okay. So, wait a minute. Wait, can I finish? You'll have your turn. All right. But ultimately, if you look at our records, I stood up to corporate America Time and time again, I went to Mexico. I saw the lives of people who were working in American factories and making 25 cents an hour. I understood that these trade agreements were going to destroy the middle class of this country. I led the fight against us. That is one of the major differences that we have. Well, if
3: I I could, to set the record straight... I voted against the only multinational trade agreement that came before me when I was in the Senate. It was called CAFTA. I came out against the TPP. After it was finished, I thought it was reasonable to actually know what was in it before I opposed it. I oppose it. Now, let me get back to what happened in January of 2009. The Bush administration negotiated the deal. Were there things in it that I didn't like? Would I have done it differently? Absolutely. But was the auto bailout money in it, the $350 billion that was needed to begin the restructuring of the auto industry? Yes, it was. So when I talk about Senator Sanders being a one-issue candidate, I mean very clearly, you have to make hard choices when you're in positions of responsibility. The two senators from Michigan stood on the floor and said, we have to get this money released. I went with them, and I went with Barack Obama. You did not. If everybody had voted the way he did, I believe the auto industry would have collapsed, taking four million jobs with it. Senator Sanders.
2: I believe that the recklessness the greed and the illegal behaviour of Wall Street drove this country into the worst economic downturn in the history of the United Modern history of the United States of America. And I will be damned if it was the working people of this country who had to bail out the crooks on Wall Street. And what I proposed, and I had an amendment that was defeated, it was defeated by a voice vote. On the floor of the Senate that said to those people on the top who benefited from Wall Street greed, I said you pay for the bailout, don't go to my constituents who are struggling to make ends meet. In terms of the auto bailout, of course that made sense. In terms of the stimulus package, of course that made sense, and I strongly supported President Obama's position on that. But let us be clear. One of the major issues, Secretary Clinton says, I'm a one-issue person. Well, I guess so. My one issue is trying to rebuild a disappearing middle class. That's my one issue. Uh, Let me, Senator well, Sanders.
3: All I, can say, all I can say is that given the terrible pressures that the auto industry was under and that the middle class of this state, and Ohio and Indiana and Illinois and Wisconsin and Missouri and other places in the Midwest were facing, I think it was the right decision to heed what President-elect Obama asked us to do. He sent a letter, an authorized letter, asking us to support that, to save the auto industry. Yeah, were there things in it that you and I would not have necessarily wanted? That's true. But when it came down to it, you were either for saving the auto industry or you were against it. I voted to save the auto industry, and I am very glad that I did. Let me just say this
2: while we're on Wall Street. One of us has a super PAC. One of us has raised $15 million from Wall Street for that super PAC. One of us has given speeches on Wall Street for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now I kinda think if you get paid a couple of hundred thousand dollars for a speech must be a great speech. I think we should release it and let the American people see what that transcript was.
3: And I I have said, and I will say again, I'll be happy to release anything I have as long as everybody else does too. Because what really is behind that question, Republicans and Democrats, is whether I can stand up to Wall Street. Well, let's have some facts instead of some rhetoric for a change. I went to Wall Street when I was a United States senator. I told them that they were wrecking the economy. I asked for a moratorium on foreclosures. I asked that we do more to try to prevent what I worried was going to happen. I also called for closing loopholes, including the carried interest loophole. I also called for changes in CEO pay. I have a record. And you know what? If you were going to be in some way distrusted or dismissed about whether you can take on Wall Street if you ever took money, President Obama took more money from Wall Street in the 2008 campaign than anybody ever had. And when it came time to stand up to Wall Street, he passed and signed the toughest regulation since the great Senator recession. Sanders, let me just with follow up with you. You'll very follow up. Senator
1: Sanders, just yesterday in fact, you said just I believe it was yesterday you said not only what her speech must have been a fantastic speech it must have been a shakespearean speech well, for that amount of money. Is her answer enough well, for you that follow, she'll look. she'll release it all right. when all the Republicans all and Democrats Clinton, you want release
2: it? Everybody else to release it. Well, I'm your democratic opponent. I release it. Here it is. There ain't nothing. I don't give speeches to Wall Street for hundreds of thousands of dollars. You got it. Second of all. Second of all, when we talk about being tough on Wall Street, and this really galls me and the American people. Recently, Goldman Sachs, among many other major financial institutions on Wall Street, as you know, reached a settlement with the federal government for five billion dollars because they were selling worthless packages of subprime mortgages. $5 billion settlement. You know how many people, executives on Wall Street, have gone to jail? If you're a kid caught with marijuana in Michigan, you get a police record. If you're an executive on Wall Street that destroys the American economy, pay a $5 billion fine, no police record. If I'm elected president, we're gonna bring justice Back to a broken criminal justice system. Secretary Clinton.
3: Well, I I think we are in vigorous agreement on this. I have said repeatedly, no bank is too big to fail, no executive too powerful to jail. And I have said that I would use the tools in the Dodd-Frank regulations that if any bank posed a systemic risk to the economy, they would be broken up. Because we now have tools, laws, that we didn't have before. And I am very happy we did. Because there does need to be accountability, including criminal accountability, if it is called for. Senator
1: Sanders, I just want to show the audience, you sent a tweet. I want to return to trade. You sent a tweet on Thursday. This is the tweet. I'm showing it to the viewers. It said, the people of Detroit know the real costs of Hillary Clinton's free trade policies, It shows pictures of crumbling buildings. It seems like you're blaming her for the situation in Detroit. I am blaming the trade
2: policies. You know, this is an amazing thing, which I didn't know until recently. And I wonder how many people did know this. But you're calling them Hillary Clinton's free trade policies. Well, Hillary Clinton and everybody else who supported these disastrous trade policies, she wasn't alone. We had many, many Republicans and far too many Democrats who supported these disastrous trade policies. Do you know... You know that in 1960, Detroit, Michigan was one of the wealthiest cities in America. Flint, Michigan was a prosperous city. But then what happened is corporate America said, why do I want to pay somebody in Michigan a living wage when I could pay slave wages in Mexico or China? We're going to shut down. We're going to move abroad. We're going to bring those products back into this country. Those trade policies as much as any other set of policies has resulted in the shrinking of the American middle class. And I'll tell you what else it did. It's not only job loss by the millions. It is the race to the bottom so that new jobs in manufacturing, in some cases today, pay 50% less than they did 20 years ago. How stupid is that trade policy?
3: Well, Secretary Clinton, You know, if we're going to argue about the 1990s instead of talking about the future, which I'd much prefer because I think every election is about the future and you all deserve to know what we will do to help you have a brighter future. But if we are going to talk about the 1990s, I think it's only fair to say that at the end of the 1990s, after two terms of my husband's presidency, the unemployment rate in Michigan was 4.4%. There had been a net increase of 54,000 manufacturing jobs. There had been a net increase of 653,000 jobs overall. And one of the ways jobs were brought to and grown here in Michigan was through something called the Export-Import Bank, which helped a lot of businesses, particularly small businesses, be able to export around the world. Senator Sanders opposes that. I think we're in a race for exports. I think China, Germany, everybody else supports their businesses. Here in Michigan, there's been $11 billion in recent years used to support exports, primarily from small businesses. I favor that. He's opposed it. I want to do everything I can for us to compete and win in the global economy. Sanders, just one more. I just want I to explain, as president, I just,
1: I just want to explain to viewers what the Export-Import Bank is, uh, in case everybody is not quite as wonkish as all of us on the <laughs> stage here. <laughs> the Export-Import Bank—it's a federal agency that gives loans to companies that export American products. Senator Sanders, you do uh, you do oppose right. it? The vast majority of the bank's customers are small businesses. 176 right here in Michigan. What do you say to small business owners I'll tell you what I who say. rely on the banks to give make their? I'll tell you problems? what I say. Do you know
2: what the other name of the Export-Import export Bank is, what it's called in Washington? It's called the Bank of Boeing. Because Boeing itself gets 40% of the money discharged by the Export-Import Bank. 75% of the funds going for the federal government, the Export-Import Bank, goes to large, profitable corporations. Many of these corporations have shut down in America and have gone abroad to exploit poor people. You know what? I don't think it's a great idea for the American taxpayer to have to subsidize through corporate welfare profitable corporations who downsize in the United States of America. 75% of
1: that money goes To large, profitable corporations. Senator Sanders, though, you were the only member of the Democratic caucus to vote against it. You're agreeing with with Senator Ted Cruz on this. Why is he right and the Democrats wrong?
2: Well, let me tell you, I don't want to break the bad news. (laughs) Democrats are not always right. Democrats have often supported corporate (laughs) welfare. Democrats have supported disastrous trade agreements. But on this issue... I do not believe in corporate welfare. And in fact, Secretary Clinton may know or not know that as a member of the Financial Services Committee, I work very hard and successfully to make sure that at least 20% of the money went to small businesses, which is where it should go, not to profitable corporations downsizing our country. Se- Secretary Clinton.
3: Well- When I traveled around the world on your behalf as Secretary of State and went to 112 countries, one thing I saw everywhere was how European countries, Asian countries were supporting their companies back in their countries to be able to make sales and contracts in a lot of the rest of the world. In fact, without the Export-Import Bank supporting businesses of all sizes – I believe more jobs would be lost here at home, more jobs literally would be exported. Instead of exporting products, we would be exporting jobs. I just believe that Senator Sanders, he took that lonely position because most of us who saw the results, I saw it as a senator from New York. Your senators saw it here in Michigan. They can give you the names of the 240 companies in Michigan that have been helped there's a company in Livonia that is being helped there's companies all over this state and i know okay. if we're going to compete and win in the global economy we can't let every other country support their companies and we take a hands off uh, approach i, I'm you, I will uh, not I'm let you respond agree i'm, I'm going to let you
1: respond but i just got i just want to push back on this senator sanders is correct the majority of this money from this bank does go to
3: boeing goes to companies like caterpillar Do they really need this money? I'll tell you what, Anderson. After I investigated it, I concluded that they did, and here's why. There are two big plane manufacturers in the world. There's Airbus and there's Boeing. Airbus does everything it can to get contracts to sell planes everywhere in the world. We don't have as quite an aggressive outreach from our government. I did go in many places around the world to sell American products because the alternatives were usually European, Asian, primarily Chinese products. That to me was an unacceptable concession. So yes, Boeing and other big companies get support just like their competitors do from the companies that they are from in the countries that provide the support.
2: Isn't it tragic that these large multinational corporations making billions of dollars a year, shutting down in America, going to China, going to Mexico, oh, absolutely, they need a handout from the American middle class. I don't think so. Second of all, second of all, second of all, Secretary Clinton has traveled the world. She's been to Europe. And let's talk about Europe versus the United States. I am sure that when you were in Europe, in France, in Germany, in the U.K., and all of the other countries, you noticed something. And that is every one of those countries guarantees health care to all of their people as a right. And I am sure you know, because I know you do, that in countries like the UK, compared to America, we're spending almost three times as much as they're spending in the UK for health care for our people. We're spending 50 percent more than the Thank French. You. So when we talk about Europe and their pluses and minuses, Thank you, sir. one thing they have done well that we should emulate, and that is guaranteed health care for all people, through a
1: Medicare for all Thank you, Senator Sanders. Sanders. (laughs) Secretary Clinton, 30 seconds, and I have to take a break. So 30 seconds if you
3: can. And we are on the path to doing that. Thanks to President Obama and the Affordable Care Act, we have 90% coverage. We are lacking 10%. We're going to stay on that path, and we're going to get to 100% universal coverage. We
1: we have to take a break. We'll continue this discussion. (laughs) We have a lot more to talk about. We're going to take a short break. We've got uh, more of the Democratic presidential debate from Flint, Michigan, when we come back.